You're going to sit here and heavy breathe into the microphone? I'm winded. I guess. All them fish you caught. You're listening to the OKest Fisher Podcast, part of the OKest Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Matt Strine and Greg Tubbs. Hey there, welcome to a Saturday edition of Dateline. <laughs> no? Should we try that again? Uh, it worked. Okay. I wish you would have gave me a heads up. It might have... You I know, threw I you for a loop. You looked a little off there. I was racking my brain to match something to... You had you know, nothing. With that suspense? Nope. Got nothing. One more time. Hey there. Welcome back to the OKS Fisher podcast. Coming at you from the stand-in OKS Fisher studio here in Port Washington. Yep. Welcome to the bunker. Yeah. So, uh, we had a little fun this morning. We did. It was a nice early morning. We got to see the sun try to peek through the clouds. And we saw darkness for like three hours. Yeah. But we did catch a couple fish in the darkness, did we not? We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Out on Lake Michigan, trolling for salmon and trout. No, we were trolling for whatever's going to bite our hook. Fair enough. Just happened to be. Went off zero intel. Mm -hmm. Because somebody got up here late yesterday. (sighs) I'm sorry. Work duty calls. I gotta work, working for a living, man. I just can't. Uh, I can't get around that. I could, but could. My, the ethical side of me just would. I would be shaming myself all the way here. <laughs> no, it worked out good. We were we were able to guess. We saw thirteen thousand boats go north, and we went south. Yeah, and, and then conveniently, like they all submarined out of the depths. Once we started picking fish up, yeah. They saw the net swinging around, and uh, we had a bunch of friends. We did. Mm. We had little boating friends, <laughs> friends with little boats, friends with medium boats, friends with large boats, boats of all kinds. <laughs> Sounds like a child's book. Or we could start singing boats and hose. <laughs> there weren't any hose, no. just boats. But no, we uh, we got out early start. Uh, Sean Ritter joined us. It was pretty awesome to have a third guy there. It's when you get a fish on, it gets a little chaotic, especially in that many boats. Yeah, you need a guy keeping an eye on the horizon, watching what everybody else is doing, and trying to dodge and avoid, you know, a tangle or a traffic jam somewhere. You need a guy there ready to net the fish. Pull a planer board off. Pull a planer board off, net the fish. Emotional support. Yeah, emotional support. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's only the third giant you lost this morning. Hey, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon? Oh, sorry. Well, we'll save that for next week. Um, and you need a guy fighting the fish. So it works out best with three. You can do it with two. We've done it. I've done it. Um but it does get a little chaotic, and the boat just goes in places it shouldn't go, and it makes fighting a fish much more difficult. Especially that weird little current boil we uncovered today. Yeah, that was... Uh, it's like the Bermuda Triangle yeah. of random spots. We would you know, be cruising along at 1.8 miles an hour, and all of a sudden we'd pick up like four-tenths of a mile an hour just like that. Mm-hmm. So um, having the fish hawk on board really helped us keep dialed 
you know, to knock the kicker back down or speed it back up again. That was very beneficial, and we could find the thermocline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our sweet spot was like 48, 49 degree water, right below 50. Um, it was it was money, and actually, if we were running baits in 50, we got chewed on pretty good when we were in 50 degree water. We dropped down, we didn't get as many bites, but we had fish come up and feed out of temp, and, and they were happy to do so. Yep. We definitely had a, a nice hot bite earlier in the morning, and it seemed after 8 o'clock or so. Yeah, it died. Yep, everything, you could almost see the bait clusters just going back down to the depths, and yep. we had to kind of adapt and go from there. We did, and we found uh, surprisingly some more willing fish to, to bite uh, further in than we both probably expected we would find them. You know, we thought we'd have to be pedaling out towards, you know, 150 feet of water, and we didn't have to go that far. Uh, we didn't even have to really be past 120. No, that was like the high end of our range. Yeah, and I think we picked up one or two fish in that 120, but it was anywhere from, we'll say, 90 to 120 feet of water. We were probably doing our most damage. Um, it started off with, with glow spoons. Yep, yeah, we got hit. I don't think we had all the rods in the water yet. No, the the would have been the 150 copper fired first. We got a, a, a smaller king, probably a two-year-old. And then we got it back out and started working the other rods out, and it fired again. And that was a bigger king. Mm-hmm. That one ripped some line pretty good. And then the, I think it was the raspberry carbon spoon fired on a 200-weighted steel. That was another board rod. And that one I skipped in. That wasn't a real big fish. Tastes good, though. Yep. And then uh, the rigger, rigger produced on a dragon slayer. A couple uh, times. Yeah, a dra- dragon slayer got bit several times. Um, a flasher with a aqua and green fly that I tied. Uh, we did have a hit on the green and UV flasher with an aqua fly. And we also had... We have we we caught two kings on the the dragon slayer, had one on on the green UV. Oh, uh, we did a lure change up because we got tired of washing those same lures and not getting any bites. Got nothing for a little while. Did another lure change up, and we got bit on the green dolphin f- a spoon mag spoon on the two hundred weighted steel, then. The downrigger popped again. That was our; those two are our bonus fish. We 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 got the the board fish in. We did not get the downrigger fish in. It wasn't a very big one. It shook off, probably with three turns of the reel handle. It just popped real fast while we were busy cleaning up after that last fish. So, productive morning. We went not great odds, but five for nine. We lost two really big ones for sure. Bent the hook on yeah, one. Bent See, the hook on that one. That one doesn't count towards my no, miss, no, no. miss ratio. Nope. And uh, the other one, he just he levered that hook out of his mouth. So treble hooks. I will say I've lost more fish on treble hooks than single hooks mm-hmm. by far. So that might be something we explore and experiment with a little bit is switching to single hooks on spoons versus the trebles. Yeah. Let's uh, take a step back. What did we have out today? So what was our spread? Our spread was well. We can talk depth, and we can talk uh, we can talk the colors of lures. But uh, depth was primarily between we'll say fifty feet 
early on we did catch a fish up higher on that 150 copper and if i were to guess at what that 150 copper is running as probably between 20 and 30 feet generally um depending on how fast you're running and what size bait but that one was on a glow moonshine spoon with uv tape we ran a plug with no bites a J plug we ran three different flash or fly combinations green uh, a white and a chrome the chrome actually we, we put on later that worked better Raspberry Carbon Spoon is a black on one side with UV tape, and then on the opposite side, it is glow-in-the-dark. It glows like a green color, fluorescent green almost. That fish, that, that bait actually took two hits, and we boated one fish off of that. Um, and then when we did the switch up, we had a white Pro King Spoon on the one downrigger after changing the plug out. We stuck with the chrome, and, uh, you know, the chrome, chrome and green, uh, flash or fly. We also stuck with the green UV flasher and, and aqua fly. Actually, that was an aqua and green fly also. And it was kind of back and forth. I tried a chrome and blue flasher that wasn't biting. That wasn't getting any bites. Went to a white with UV tape flasher that didn't get any bites either. We didn't get any sniffs on that one rod. That one wire rod. But we did that one big hit that you had on for a while on the wire rod was a pretty good sized fish, I think. Mm-hmm. It was probably easily as big as probably one of the bigger ones we caught. This, you know, had in the box already. Uh, just the way it hit and the way it felt, I think it was it was a good sized fish. It was a thumper. Yeah, and with wire, you feel every tail <clears throat> kick, you feel every head shake, you feel them, you know, gills flaring and everything. There, mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty intense fight with with a wire wire diver rod. And I will say, with the colors we're running, we had overcast skies all day. We had a little bit of rain, um, variable winds, every direction, every wind speed, and pretty much a flat, calm lake, too. So it was kind of like not yeah. normal conditions you would experience out there? No. Um, I mean, I've had mornings, plenty of mornings where it's pretty calm out there, but just the way it kind of, you know, the way clouds were moving over, you thought it would be a bit windier. Mm-hmm. You know, you're contending with the flies biting us in the legs and all the other fun stuff that we get to deal with. Uh, once we got a little breeze, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, we did We did run two boards, two dipsies, and two downriggers. Yep. Just to clarify. Yep. Um, yeah, that was our spread, and we tried to kind of team those lures together. The two downriggers are a team. You know, you run either a plug and a, and a, a spoon, or a spoon along with a flasher. The flasher, I usually like to run higher. Because that's a very visible bait. The fish can usually see it. If they don't want to follow it, they usually kind of peel off, float back, and, and dive down a little bit. And then that's when they'll pick up that smaller bait, you know, the, the spoon or, or a plug tailing a little bit further behind and lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that strategy didn't quite pan out the way I had hoped. No, we actually saw at least one king breaking surface just randomly off to the side of the boat. Yeah, that was kind of wild. Yeah, can't say I've ever seen that before for all the fishing I've done out there. Sure, and the only time I've usually seen them surface and, and break and roll like that is when they got a bait stuck in their mouth and they're pissed off and they want to get it out of there. And we saw that several times. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. We, we certainly did. I saw a planer board dive probably halfway down the column and then <laughs> shoot up. I think it helped propel it up in the air. Yeah. That thing got maybe six or seven foot of air. 
That's awesome. It was actually impressive. It stayed stayed stuck. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad I switched the hook out on that spoon uh, to a very a much heavier hook, and that thing you just look at it and it sticks you in the finger. So no problems with that one. I mean, that one was pegged right in the corner of the mouth. It wasn't going anywhere. But it gets a little hairy. You know, you, you got the weight of the planer board you're trying to fight. You get that off, and then you're home free, or so you think. And then the the fish swims at the boat, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of chaotic. And Sean, Sean had a good time trying to net that one because the hook got stuck in the net. And he was doing all he can to not rip the hook out of the fish's mouth while, as it's flopping around. Trying, he's trying to roll it into the net, and he did. And we we ended up with you know that that fifth fifth and final fish, which was great. Top yep. it off and head in. Yep, having a, having a person who's experienced out on the water too, um, who's seen a lot of that stuff. That was nice to mm-hmm. you know he knew, he was calling. He knew what was going on. You get a little uh, frantic because you're trying to get the GoPro hooked up on the net. <laughs> I think you're just like, uh, he's here. He's here. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, it's just a little king king salmon. He, he wants to get in the boat, or maybe he doesn't. <laughs> Put the camera down. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a little bit of film, a little bit of film done of that uh, of this trip. Um, maybe you'll see it out on YouTube. Uh, probably over on Sean's page. Yep. So. Yeah, we'll probably get we'll get some of it, post some stuff up for you guys. Um yeah, so we got five five kings. Yeah, five kings, no Lakers, no rainbows, no browns, and no coho. Mm-hmm. Well, there's plenty more water to fish. We definitely need to get it back out there. Uh this is the first time I've gone in almost two years. So it was due. Uh it was good to knock the rust off and Get things kind of dialed back up again, and the boat performed. Yeah, no complaints. Everything worked good. Yeah, everything worked great on that boat. Uh, kicker ran like a dream. I think we maybe used half a tank of fuel, and I don't know. We probably got that thing fired up at quarter to four, and maybe maybe a little earlier than that. We ran. Yeah, we, I think we were on the water by three thirty. Okay, so yeah, I mean we got five hours of runtime in. It was pretty good. We were longer than that. Was it? I don't know. If we started motor, if we started trolling 3.34, we didn't get off the water until almost noon. Yeah, it was 11.30 when we got in. Yeah. So. I can't do math, but that's a lot. Yeah. That thing does pretty darn good on uh, on, on fuel. So what's uh, what do you got coming up this next weekend? What are you fishing for? Uh, I'm not sure what I'm fishing for. I might be fishing for... Uh, Maybe some yard work with my wife or, uh, it's <laughs> how these trips work. You know, you have to give a little to get a little back. Yep. So you got to be willing to go out and, and help your wife and, and get some things done around the house. The honeydew list never ends, but, uh, it's all for the better, right? You're trying to just make the house better and, and mm-hmm. make, make life easier for everybody. So if you chip in then they're, then they're not so bad, you know, it's not so bad to, Oh yeah, I, I kind of want to go fishing. Well, if you bring home some fish, it'll be okay. So we, she was already kind of busting our chops this morning. You only got five? <laughs> what? You weren't there. Leave you me alone. Yeah, we, you, tried. we tried. We tried. We <laughs> tried. So yep. that was good. Yep. It's. I'll probably be doing some fishing tomorrow. Good. Probably gonna go take a nap here in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's funny. Like, you get off the lake, and it's like, yeah, everything's fine. You're cruising on a little bit of a high because you're happy you went out and you got some fish and you got to see the sun come up and, you know, all that. And you uh, you got some fish to bring home and feed the family and maybe put a few in the freezer. But, uh, you know, let's be honest, having all that fun does take a little bit of energy out of you. Well, I was sitting down to eat lunch just now. I was like, yeah, I feel good. I feel good. And then the boat started moving, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> it like, the table's floating. I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That was worth it. Good it time. Was. It was. I mean, we had a few OKS moments out there, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. We definitely had a few OKS moments. Should we share a couple? I'll let you share one. I think one of them, we well, we got one on video, I thought. We did. We saved it, though. I mean, it could have been much more okay than what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I let a lead core out, and we made a turn. I think we got a fish on, possibly, too. And we made a turn. That was. We did get a fish mm-hmm. on. And it, it tanked with the lead core. And luckily, it only wrapped around that, that steel line twice. And I was able to get it up. Even though I didn't realize I got half the lead core back in the other reel. So I had to back it all out, untangle it, but it, nothing was wrecked. We were able to reuse everything. We didn't have to clip any line. It was all good. And we just picked it up and cleaned it up and... Saved the day. Saved the day. <laughs> it was better than uh, respooling an entire reel out on the middle of the lake. Exactly. Well... I think that was probably one of the okayest parts of the whole trip. Yep. Besides meeting our local uh, game wardens. Which, by the way, they were great. Mm-hmm. They they were just doing their job, asked to see our license, checked the boat registration, all while we were trolling. We yep. never even had to power down. We were cruising along at 1.8 miles an hour. Wardens were doing their check, chatting with us. We showed them our fish. They were pretty pretty pumped about our fish. and I'm pretty sure they kicked up because we had two bites shortly yeah. after they left. Yeah, so. they, they kind of helped us out a little bit. Um, yeah, showed them our life jackets, and you know what? You run into a warden out there, don't be afraid to help them out. Mm-hmm. 